The In Focus, Up Close with Presbyopia podcast series has been sponsored by Allergan, an AbbVie company. The presenters are paid consultants. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. April Jasper, Chief Optometric Editor of Optometric Management Magazine. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the In Focus, Up Close with Presbyopia podcast series. Today, we're pleased to have with us Dr. Jessalyn Quint, owner of Smart Eye Care Center in Maine. Dr. Quint, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. Jasper. I'm so excited to be here. So as everyone knows, April is Presbyopia Awareness Month, which is the perfect time to raise awareness of this condition and the role that our practices can play in treating it. So today's podcast is all about that. I wanted to talk to Jessalyn because she is the master of marketing and creating opportunities really for us to educate our patients better. Today, we wanna to talk about presbyopia care. So let's get started. So Jessalyn, tell me, what can you share with us about demographics and how we can or should look at those numbers to understand the market better and the opportunity for marketing and presbyopia? Demographics, especially in social media, really show you what's going on. I like to use it in my practice because it provides a roadmap of where I'm going or where I want to go. It helps me look at who my audience is so I can best prepare content to connect with my audience to maximize engagement. Um, demographics also helps me see what type of posts do really well, what type, um, you know, of things don't maybe do, aren't quite as successful. Um, and demographics can mean a lot of different things. Um, in the world of social, social media, the cool thing is, is that it shows you if you have it set up as a business account, you can see where your audience is location-wise, like what the majority of cities make up your audience. Uh, the age range, the gender, and even as far as the most active days and times of when your audience is on social media and how they're reacting to your posts, which is great. I mean, it tells you all the insight that you need so that you can best prepare um, different education pieces, advertisement pieces to just raise awareness about what you're doing at your practice or what you're doing as um, as an eye care provider. I think with social media, I, the biggest like demographic shock for me is because I think that social media a lot of times gets tagged as it's only for younger people and um, it kind of has that reputation and that connotation. But I was really surprised, you know, a couple years ago when I pulled our demographics, uh, it, it's not. Um, of course, the demographics vary depending on what type of social media platform that you're looking at. I would say for my practice, our biggest platforms are Facebook and Instagram. And when I look at those, well over 50% of my demographics basically fall within a presbyopic age range. Um, we all know that the population is aging. Millennials are now kind of hitting that ma magical age of 40. But having well over half of your audience, of my audience as being um, of a presbyopic age, really, I felt like kind of um, was a little bit misleading from this reputation that social media is, quote unquote, only for young people, give or take. So demographics are really great at having a lot of insight. Yeah, it definitely makes you realize how important it is to look at that information, and it's all right there for you to have access to. So we talked about April being Presbyopia Awareness Month. Why is that monthly awareness topic a good thing to take advantage of anyway, and how does it benefit your practice and your patient base? 
I like the monthly awareness because it already is kind of content. Sometimes I think the hardest part about social media is trying to always think of new things to post about. And that sometimes in and of itself can be really overwhelming because there's just a lot of options. But sometimes too, you know, as a doc, we're all busy with our, you know, clinic schedules, our personal or family lives. And so sometimes on certain periods throughout the year, you just don't have enough kind of creativity to come up with this new innovative idea. And so having these kind of preset monthly awareness um, topics is really great because it, it kind of does the work for you. It gives you a theme to roll with. And then within that theme, you can, you know, get as creative with different posts as you want. It's also great because a lot of those monthly awarenesses, they are really targeted to raise a lot of um, uh, public education about different things that can affect people's eyes or different things to be on the lookout as far as an ocular health standpoint. Um, and so it gives you a very positive, meaningful thing to put out into your social media communities so that you can benefit your patients and just the general public as a whole. So we talk about social media and uh, even email and you know other forms of communication. What platforms should we really be thinking of and why? I mean, you mentioned earlier thinking about demographics, but and then when should we be marketing for presbyopia? Yeah, that's a great question. And it, you know, it's probably going to depend regionally where your practice is and what your patient population is or what goals you have for your practice. Because there's a lot of different platforms out there. There's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Snapchat, I mean, like the list goes on. LinkedIn, technically, you know, it's a social media platform. Uh, Clubhouse, the new up and coming one. And so, and they all have a different population base that's on those. And so I think the biggest thing is to kind of sit down first and think about, you know, who, who, what type of patients you want to attract or what type of patients you want to connect with and then kind of start there um, and then direct kind of your marketing plan as far as social media goes. And I think it's okay. Sometimes you have to just put yourself out there and see what works. Um, I think in the beginning for our practice, we had tried Twitter, but Twitter takes a lot of, you know, multiple posts throughout the day to be really successful. And we just weren't getting a lot of engagement, a lot of feedback. And so I think you also have to know if it's not working, give it enough time, but know when to just, you know, pull the cord, cut your losses and maybe move on to a different social media platform. And the cool thing about social media is that it's pretty much free. So it allows you a way to advertise essentially at no cost or very low cost. It allows you to attract new patients for, you know, not a whole lot of effort. And you, you can really showcase what your brand and what your message is. Like you have total control of what you put out there. And so that is a very powerful um, opportunity for, for your business and your, and your practice. So how do we plan ahead? I think that any of our listeners right now are saying, wow, uh, Jesslyn makes it sound so easy. And how can I make it more of a streamlined process? So how would you advise that we plan ahead? And then what tools might we take advantage of when planning specifically our presbyopia marketing strategy? Planning ahead is definitely helpful because social, social media can at times be very consuming, but if done appropriately and kind of batch producing things ahead of time, you can save a lot of time kind of on the, by just prepping and planning on the front end. 
I think my advice would be is to kind of identify what pillars or what kind of content themes you want to kind of showcase for your practice or your business or you as an eye care provider. Um, for my practice, our kind of pillars are patient education, um, uh, products and services. We want to also showcase like our team culture or different community events that we're involved in. Um, and our Instagram specifically, we do kind of a fun, positive, or kind of a sassy, eye-related quote, um, which is one of our, our pillars. But other pillars could be humor for you, like if you um, have some cool eye jokes that you want to engage to try to um, connect with your audience, uh, testimonials or patient reviews could be a pillar. So I think the first step is to kind of sit down and pick you know, three to five themes or three to five pillars that you really want to focus on and then build content off of those pillars or those different themes. And then whenever you're sitting down and kind of prepping, once you have that stage, then just make a list of, you know, all these endless ideas, sit down and just have a creative hour or so and just map this all out. And then when you get ready to actually kind of batch produce, you know, you've done all the brainstorming on the front end and then sit down for a select period of time and, you know, figure out what hashtags you want, um, exactly what captions you want to use. And then you can even schedule posts to make it really easy. But sometimes it's easier to do those like in a group setting rather than doing like one photo with a caption hashtag here and then like the next day kind of repeating that work cycle. Sometimes if you can just prep a little bit more and plan, you know, 10 to 20 of them and schedule them throughout the month, then your hard work is done and, and it gives you a little bit of a breather in between those posts. Wow, I love that. What a great way to do that and be able to just really set your mind to it at one time. Great, great advice. And, you know, Optometric Management every month also puts out a social media toolkit, which is fabulous. So that I think our listeners would love to take advantage of that. Yeah, Let's... that social media toolkit is really great. You guys do a really good job with different images that are there or different caption options or even hashtag examples. So I would say if somebody's kind of new to the social media game or honestly, even if you're just looking for inspiration to kind of get out of rut or shake things up, definitely check out that social media toolkit because it's a really great resource and, you know, thumbs up for you guys for continuing to do that because I know that that's a big help for our profession. Thank you. So the last question is one that I think um, I just really look forward to your answer on because it's near and dear to my heart, and that is how to incorporate purpose-based marketing when looking at all of this, because that seems to be the theme these days. It's interesting because as you watch the Super Bowl or any big event on television, you'll see these ads that come on and they, at first you can't even tell what the ad is for because it's all about a purpose. Can you talk a little bit about that, Jessalyn? Yeah, I think right now in this day and age, a purpose for, for you know, however we define that, is is really much on trend for lack of a better word and i think that that's really great because that it's an easy way to convey a mission or what you stand for or what you're as a business going for uh, things have definitely shifted to allow more of a focus uh, for modern day businesses regarding that and i think that also because instead of trying to do a million different things and be you know be something for literally everyone that's out there in the universe the cool thing about kind of a purpose based marketing strategy is that you just focus on 
what you want to achieve or where you want to go. And then at the same time, you attract those people that can connect with your purpose-based mission or whatever your purpose-based marketing strategy is. Absolutely. And what a better way than to uh, talk about presbyopia, which is something that is so definite, you know, in everybody's life. We all would like to think it won't happen to us, but it does. And so it's important for us to be able to talk about that when we look at what our purpose is as well. Thanks. I was going to say for, you know, the April doing um, a monthly theme of raising awareness about presbyopia, you know, the truth of the nature is that nowadays the general public is looking to social media to do their research. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, it, while it should be scientifically based, the reality is, is that that's not where consumers are getting their information. And so when people are looking at um, research or just to have an awareness or to just discover what options there are, you as an eye care provider, you can put out what services are there, what options you have. So for presbyopia, a lot of patients don't even realize that there are other options besides glasses or lined bifocals. And so you just, you know, as a pro provider using your social media platform to discuss different surgical options or multifocal contact lenses or how great progressive lenses um, and how advanced that technology has really come along from what it was, you know, a decade ago. That's really cool, and sometimes people just don't even realize what options that they have there, and that's a really cool thing about social media is that you can just kind of raise awareness about uh, purpose-based marketing. So, Jesslyn, when you go to different uh, formats or actually let's platforms to do the marketing, do you use – so you don't use exactly the same thing. You told us that you have a little bit of a different emphasis but can you talk a little bit about that? So when we talk about presbyopia and you're going to look at Instagram or you're going to look at Facebook or whatever the other uh, platforms are, do you make the post completely different and just keep a common theme? Yes and no. Sometimes the, the wording or my caption will be a little bit different or I might post a video on one platform versus a photo on the other platform. Uh, but they definitely tie in together. I'm really big on brand continuity. And if somebody clicks on your Facebook page and then they click on your Instagram page, they should look like they go together. But they don't necessarily have to be, you know, identical um, imprints of one another either because they're two totally different platforms. And so I think that's the cool thing where demographic comes in. And sometimes when you're just starting your social media pages, you have to kind of see what works and you just kind of have to play with it. And then once you get a little bit more experience, you'll get that feedback and you'll see what what types of video or patient testimonials or photos or the style of those photos do better on certain platforms. And then you just kind of build from that. So I would say there are they are different because they're two different platforms, but they definitely tie in. And I, I want somebody to look and see that continuity between the platforms. This has been so helpful. I so appreciate it, Jesslyn. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you so much. It was an honor. And thank you to our listeners for joining today's podcast. We sure hope you'll turn back in for future episodes of our In Focus, Up Close with Presbyopia podcast series.